This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk, Talk 1010. 10. Hello, good evening, nice to be here, live and direct from the uh, heart of the downtown Toronto area on Queen Street with all the groovy hipsters and cool peeps and me. I'm Vinnie White, and Elliot's pressing buttons with a bald head. I mean, he presses buttons regardless of what's going on up there, but i just like to give you a visual. Hello, mate. Hey, how's it going? All right. It's not going um, any more bald, is it? I feel like your head's very much in stasis. No, I think we maxed out. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, at this point, it's just the classic shape. Mm. How do you feel about people that are bald but don't do what you've done and shave it all where they do have hair? I guess it's it's a choice. I mean, um, I don't support that personally, but you can do what you want. I mean, uh, I yeah. wasn't talking about the freedom of Canada in general. I'm aware that you're allowed to do this yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Last time I checked, you can't be arrested, but you can't have a beer in a park. Yeah, that's true. There's that. Just need to get that dig in. It upsets me because I've just got back from Europe today and... Um, I was at the, uh, sorry, any, any excuse to rant, really, isn't it? I was, I was talking about hair, and then he went to beer in a park. See, the format of this show is all over the shop already, can't you? But um, I was in the lineup today at Customs with a load of other British people, and having lived here for 10 years, there's no real surprises for me, but this guy was moving here with his girlfriend, his Canadian girlfriend, and he said, well, we're here now, can we have a beer on the train? And she said, you're not allowed to drink on the train, which is, well, it's not entirely true. If you're on Via Rail, you can, as long as you buy the drink there. He was devastated. So I turned around to him and I said, also, you can't drink in the parks here. And he, he just left. So went back to the United Kingdom, just gave up on everything. Anyway, I just need to get that rant out. In Europe, you can drink anywhere you like, you see. And uh, we do. Well, I have been doing for the last couple of weeks. I went on a, um, what we call a stag do, what you call a bachelor party in Lisbon for my brother. He's getting married. And it was good, actually. It worked out quite well. I had a good laugh in Lisbon. Um, it's a nice place, isn't it, Portugal? You ever been, Elliot? No, sadly, I have yet to go. Uh, why would you go? Because you, every time you go to the um, Europe and the UK, you always go to Scotland, don't you? Yeah, last time I was uh, in Europe, I was in the UK. I went to England and Scotland. But I have yet to go to uh, like a lot of mainland Europe as an adult. Well, try out the warm bits, mate, with the good food. Yes, no, I, I really should. Yeah. It's uh, brought to you by the European Travel Agency. Why not visit Europe, but not Greece? It's diabolical. Greece, it's a mess. Um, I was drove around London when I was there because um, I wanted to see some friends and stuff. And so I tend to rent a car. Now, driving in London makes driving in Toronto look like a breeze. In fact, ultimately, it's pretty much impossible. For a start, you have to pay a congestion fee if you want to be in the middle of London, which I think... Uh, I can't remember how much it is because I was there on the weekend and it doesn't apply on the weekend. So you can drive on the weekend. But, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty hard going. It's not like it's not like Bangalore, but it is pretty tricky to get through the cars in London. And um, so if you, if you get away with not paying the congestion fee and you're driving around London, it's just tough. Yeah. In fact, here's an interesting stat for you. Something to think about if you're stuck in traffic right now. Do you know the speed of traffic in London last year reached 7.2 miles an hour on average, which means it's officially slower than a horse and cart, which means London's actually managed to go backwards <laughs> with regard to transport efficiency. Well done, London. Well done. Now, having said that, our underground system's good and it works. Um, and our, as previously discussed in other radio shows, our uh, announcements are upbeat. 
you're on the Jubilee line to Cockfosters. Whereas here, it's the next stop is Runnymede. Runnymede's next stop. Although, to be honest, I don't see the point. Oh, God, what's the point? <laughs> the grimmest announcement. When that bloke came in, who's ironically English, well, not ironically English, he just is English, Andy Byford, to cheer up and try and help the TTC. Why didn't he say, let's make it feel less bleak? Let's get rid of all the greys and just bleakness and the logo from like the 1940s. <laughs> just make it feel less bleak. Just my, my thoughts. Go on. What was that station you said? Um, the, that's the end of the line on, I think I said the Jubilee line, but I was wrong. It's the district line for all you train spotters. Um, it's Cockfasters. Oh, interesting. This we, is the district line to Cockfasters. We have uh, Old Comer here. Do you? That's uh, a stop on the go line. I think I've met him. Oh, that's a stop on the go and right. Good, isn't it? Old I should, Comer. I don't think I've told anyone what this show's about. And there must be some people thinking, who is this guy? Because I wasn't even here the last couple of weeks. I haven't told them the format. They don't know when it's finishing. It's just the witterings of a man with jet lag. Welcome to News Talk 1010. Uh, my name is Vinnie White. That bloke's Elliot in the other room, and he presses buttons with his bald head, as previously mentioned. Um, it's an hour-long show. Where's it going to go? Nobody knows. But I would like to talk about um, a couple of the experiences that I've been through, and I'd also like to talk about those Brazilian cyclists on the DVP, because it's hilarious. And we might look at that little fella, the drug lord. Um, El Chapo, who managed to bust his way out of prison. I think it was this morning. We might look at that as well. The little fella. I bet he loves being called that. There'll be a horse's head in my bed tonight. You call me the little fella? I, don't, I can only do Italian. I mean, to be honest, it is, it is borderline racist, but I just can't do the Mexican accent. Hey, you calling me... Is this it? Is that what I want to do? I'll bash on with it. Hey, you calling me the shorty? You know what he called me the shorty? That's not bad, is that's it? Clo- that's close. Yeah. It's all right, isn't it? I mean, I'm dead. I'm a dead man for saying it. But it was nice to go out with a reasonably concise accent. Uh, anyway, here's a little Mexican fella, and he busted out of jail. And no one knows how. <laughs> for the second time, by the, the way. The second time, and it's maximum, maximum security, this one, which I love. Right, let's get back to this story. Okay. Oh, by the way, one more thing. You can uh, phone the show on 416-872-1010, and you can text the show on 71010. Okay. Right, so I was driving around London, and as previously mentioned, it's a very slow and painful affair. And I'd like to ask you what you would do in the situation that I found myself in, okay? I got a bit lost, my GPS was slow, and much like the driver and his brain, and I got a bit confused about where I was. And I was supposed to be meeting a buddy on the east end of London, and because I'm not the quickest of cats, I found myself in the west end of London, and I really messed up, right? So the only way to get round is either go back through London or you go round the M25, which is the motorway that goes around London. Which, as a side note, my sister, bless her, she lives in London and drives a car and she'd never heard of the M25. I don't know how that's possible. Still don't know how that's possible. Bless her. It's a slow family. Um, So I was driving around and I was trying to get myself on the M25 so I could get myself where I needed to be. But I suddenly found myself in a outrageous need for a pee. And it's hard to, in that particular part of London to find a pub, which is a rarity because usually on every corner. And also it's very difficult to park. So I thought what I'd do is I'd just bung on the old four ways and run underneath a bridge. And that bridge happened to be the beginning of, of a, a motorway or a highway, uh, the M4 for all you, uh, 
motorway spotters, if they exist. I don't know. They probably do. There's, there's a niche for everything now. Um, so I thought I'd run under this like big concrete bridge. So imagine if if we're in Toronto, it's essentially like running un- underneath the, the gardener and, and having a pee under there. Although you would be taking your life into your own hands, of course, here for the amount of falling concrete there is. So I suppose it's it's like the Gardener Express, but less crumbly. Yeah. You know, sort of it's held together. Probably last a couple of years longer. So I'm underneath this um, highway. It's a really, really grim place to be in sort of dodgy end of London. My car's like over the road and I've just done a runner and I'm I, I'm nearly peeing as I'm running. And I get underneath this huge concrete expanse and all you can hear is because they're Cars above, you see, sounded a bit like I was. Also, they were performing stomp just over the way, and uh, so I was like, ah, oh, so noisy and so much hassle, and just ah, oh, I just needed a pee. So I pulled out the the um, the gentleman's excuse me, and I started peeing. Now, if you're a fella, and probably if you're a woman, I mean, I've never talked about the the bladder system with a woman, but. I think we're all in the same boat in that once you start, you can't stop, you know? It's like Pringles. Once you pop, you can't stop. And so um, I started the flow, and it was quite a, he- <laughs> quite a heavy flow. Uh, I don't know if I'm getting too graphic, but it was, I just needed a pee. We've all been there. And I realised I was um, peeing on a homeless man's house. Bit of an oxymoron there. Homeless man had made a shack... And I was peeing up the side of it. And I didn't, obviously, I didn't notice that it was his house. It was like, you know, when you see movies in like down under Brooklyn Bridge and stuff like that, where there's homeless people and they've got a big um, oil drum that they make a fire in and stuff like that. It looks like sort of a dytopian lost world. It was like that. And as I looked around, I saw all these keys of what I thought were inanimate objects. And I suddenly realized, like, it's his garden. There's his oil drum. He has his fire in. There's a little sort of barbecue thing going on over there. And I'm peeing on his cardboard shack. So I already thought, oh, this is awful. But then he came out of his little shack. And he was a little Irish fella. And uh, <laughs> he said, now, I'm going to have to change some of the language. But believe me, it was a hell of a lot more coarse than, my, than I'm about to do. What the hell do you think you're doing? What do you think you're doing? You can't pee here. You go pee somewhere else. You, and I quote, and this I'm going to keep this in because it's so wonderful. He actually said, you son of an English whore. <laughs> now, I hadn't spoken, so I don't know how he knows I was English. Probably because I'm in England, I suppose, so he thought, thought I must be. But I couldn't help thinking afterwards, is son of a whore not enough? And also, like, presuming <laughs> you hate the English, why did you build a house under a motorway in England? Just get the boat back to Dublin. What are you doing? It really freaked me out. So he goes, you son of an English hare. And I'm trying to stop the flow of pee, but I couldn't. And I went through this real moral dilemma, which I'd like to ask you about. What would you do? Do you carry on peeing up a homeless man's house? I mean, it doesn't get much lower than that, really, does it? On a sort of state of class hierarchy. For me, a car renter on holiday to be urinating on someone's shack when they're already at their absolute lowest moment and almost definitely suffering mental health issues, do you carry on? No, but I put it back. The, the, I mean, let's not big it up. Let's call it what it is, a, the willy. I put my willy back and um, 
the flow was still going. Peed myself. Proper peed myself. Yeah. And then it went from bad to worse. He went over to this, like, what I can only describe as a very large water tank full of suspecting-looking water of a probably not European standard level and filled it up. I thought, oh, maybe he's just, like, not worried about me now. And as I was, walk- I was walking casually off trying desperately to not pee myself anymore, he filled up a big tankard, like this big sort of water bottle with an open top and threw it at me. So I peed myself at the front. Now I've got water down my back. And he goes, get away from me, you stingless. Incredibly insulting word here. The wor- You know, the worst one that rhymes with month, that one. And I got in my car. And then he come running over. Like, I'm trying, I'm trying to get the keys in because it's a rental car. So I don't know where everything goes. And I'm a bit flustered. I'm starting to drive off. And he comes up and he starts chucking water all over my car. And spoke again about my mother being someone that was... Sexually active. So there you go. That was my day. I want to know, where was the washroom then? Well, when you say that, do you mean his his washroom? Yeah. Did did he, is there a space for that? Do you know what? That's a bloody good point. Like, where does he do it? Maybe I should have said to him, listen, pal, you nailed me here. I am English and I was peeing on your house. But can I just pop in and use your toilet? I'm happy to give you a pound. For that. Exactly. If he's got one. And we could have bonded. I think the way he was reacting, we were never going to be best mates. So that's my question today. Would you carry on peeing on a homeless man's house or would you pop it away and pee yourself? Column A or column B? Could you live... I couldn't personally live with myself with column A. Like, there was a point I thought, well, what's he going to do? He's about 90 with a crooked back. He's not going to hit me. I'll just carry on peeing. And then I thought, what are you doing? So I popped it away and peed myself. So that's my, <laughs> that's in-depth news 10 talk talk, whatever it's called. I've got jet lag. Um, <laughs> so give us a shout on 71010. Pee yourself or not? Um, we'll start with you, Elliot. What would you do? I, um, I, I, you know what? I would probably, I would apologize profusely and just continue urinating on the house. <laughs> um, that's the worst thing. If you well, apologize profusely whilst doing it, then like you're I'm not sorry. that sorry. Well, yeah, but it's just I would explain the uh, the whole anatomy situation. As you said, it's very hard to stop once it started. And I mean, I don't know. You're telling me that a homeless man's area does not already reek of urine? That's a very good point. And you know what? When I was painting that picture, I should have mentioned, I felt quite at home. <laughs> Weird way of saying it. But I felt quite at home when I went underneath there because there was a smell of pee. And right. I thought, I'm not the first one. You know, when you're in an elevator of a tower block, it's embarrassing. Yes. And you think, oh. Unprofessional. Yeah. But when you're underneath a highway and you're joining the P Club, you think, bonus. Yeah, I would have thought that that's part of the way. Yeah, because if a, if a very bored and underworked police officer had come over and go, you can't urinate in public here, I could say, mate, we all know I am not the first. Have a sniff. And I'd probably get off on that ground. You know, it's territorial. We're like big dogs, aren't we, fellas? Yeah, it's like arrest the both of us then. Yeah, take, take us both down. He's got to come. He's built, built a house. He's got an illegal property. Yeah. Where's your Where's your uh, lease for that? Or yeah. Your, your Your deed. Then we'd end up both of us in prison. Me and him having a fist fight, peeing on each other. Ridiculous state of affairs. Uh, text in seven ten ten. Pee yourself or pee in a homeless man's house. That's the moral dilemma. When they ask philosophical questions, when you study philosophy, this should be one of them. You know. I you know, agree. All that stupid stuff about would you change the train track and kill a child or a criminal or ten criminals. 
Forget it. The Would trolley you? problem. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the trolley problem. You get more intelligent as the shows go on. I don't know. I just I read stuff. You do, though, don't you? I do, yeah. I didn't realise. When we started, I just thought you are a bald... Just a... Monkey that pushes buttons. I, yeah, well, we do start that way at the beginning. And now I realise that there's another level to you. And you're a musician, aren't you? Yeah, I play drums. Yeah, I mean, morally corrupt, because you'd pee in a homeless man's <laughs> house. <laughs> there's that problem. You can't have everything. Um, text the show, 71010. Oh, we've got a... Um, how long have we had phone calls? I didn't even look at the screen. Let's take Margaret. Hello, Margaret. Hi, Billy. You all right, love? Yeah. You had a good time? Yeah, great time, yeah. just I flew back in this morning, so I got a bit of jet lag. What have you been up to? Uh, right now I'm trying to fight off a cold. Uh, Vinny, when, we were, when I was in England, um, there... Margaret, before you carry on, can you just turn your radio down a bit, love? Because it's distracting hearing uh, me. Turn what down? Turn the, <laughs> the radio. Oh, just a second. All right. I'm going to try and get through this call quite quickly. I just feel like she's a very nice woman, and the least I can do is just entertain her for a couple of minutes. So if you don't mind all waiting with me, I'll have fun. She's taking a bloody long time to turn this radio down. She's turning it up. Margaret, turn it down, love. Sorry, dear. Um... Not when, working. We were, when I was in England... Margaret, we're going to have to run through this thing again. Is there any chance you could turn that radio down? Hey. Oh, you've done it. Well done. OK, when you're in England... Go on. Uh, we went down the coast and there was a, a, a shop that had a special ice cream. OK, bear with it. Yep. And it had biscuits in it and it, I can't... I remember what the name of it was. I see. Um, okay, well, thanks for calling. I think it's it's called Bis- Biscuit Ice Cream, I think. Uh, yeah, no. absolutely lovely. No, but it was, it was fantastic ice cream. And we went to... Oh, my word. We went to the... London too. Good. Okay. There's lots of attractions in London. We could list them all, but I'm going to leave you there. Thanks for letting us know about the ice cream, Margaret. Bye-bye, love. Bless her heart. The dog. Oh. And this, I forgot why, when I forgot, because I've done this show for a few weeks, I don't take that many calls, do I? No. And I often, I look around there, I realise we had loads of calls, and I thought, oh, take that. And then I realise we've always got loads of calls, and there's a good reason I don't take them. But I like Margaret very much, and Margaret, I'm very pleased to hear you had a, a nice um, ice cream with bits of biscuit in it in the UK. Uh, Elliot is looking up what it's called. I don't know. I shouldn't. I shouldn't think it's just synonymous with the UK, is it? Uh, Vinny, my research says that it's the English biscuit ice cream. Okay, what a peculiar title for a ice cream that you get in England with biscuits in it. Glad we went through that. Um, we're going to take a break and then we're going to talk about this drug lord fella that busted out of jail today and uh, see exactly how it happened and what kind of tunnel he had because there are some shocking parts of this. But first up, let's take a little breaky poos. We'll be back on News Talk 1010 in a minute. Da, da, da. Just had someone on Facebook say, are you on air right now? And the time it takes to write that, why wouldn't you just go to newstalk1010.com and put the radio on? Hmm? Yes. I am. Um, if you want to find me on Facebook, you must be lonely and bored. I'll give you a cuddle and embrace you into my life. You can uh, find me, Vinnie White is the name. 
Uh, I'm also on Twitter, but I don't use it much, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. Um, what else is there? You can, oh yeah, you can listen to the podcast of this show and have me in your ears whenever you like. Um, to download it, go to newstalk1010.com, click on hosts, find Vinnie White, and then follow the links. It's not that hard. Uh, you can subscribe in iTunes, and soon, when I can be bothered, I think I'm going to put all this stuff on YouTube. Not that there's any video, but I just thought the audio would be easy to put there. Now, the only reason I said that, it's like, you know, when you write things down and then you have to act on them. I thought if I just say it, then I'll do it this week. If I don't say it, I won't do it. Let's be honest, I probably won't do it anyway. But at least I've said it and I should therefore do it. Uh, but what else can I say uh, about all this communication stuff? I suppose now would be a good time to launch into an advert, wouldn't it, Elliot? Yeah, yeah totally. How are your uh, how are your walls at home, Elliot? They're very blank. I don't see a thing on them sometimes, and I don't like this. Oh, if only there could be a service in Toronto that provided some sort of I don't know cheap, inexpensive, but incredibly high quality print. That would be great. Do you know Do you know something like this? Well, it depends what you're looking for. You're looking for sort of a canvas print. I would I would like a canvas print uh, specifically. Oh, okay. Would you like it one depth or the other? So you could have it for a three quarter inch depth or a one point five inch depth. Uh, any depth would do. Mm. I find the deeper, the better. It looks more chunkier and funkier and more gallery-like if you go for the 1.5-inch edge. Then I'm in. Oh, I wonder where you could go for such a thing. Let uh, me Google. Yeah, no, uh, use uh, the internet and find out uh, where to... Just Googling now, Elliot. Okay, well, so what, what have I'm you Googling, found? Well, I typed in Canvas Prints and Toronto. Okay. And funnily enough, the first result was a company called MrPhotoCanvas.com. Awesome. I like that. Sounds like a great name, confident sounding. I like this business. What was the name again? MrPhotoCanvas.com. Oh, if only you could go there. I wonder if it's my company and, I don't know, send your picture to be blown up on canvas. Do you have anything to do with this at all? Yep. Loads. <laughs> I totally own it. It's all me. Oh, okay. And I can't lie. So, hang on. No. Just completely unrelated. Yeah, just, just I really like promoting companies that I believe in and don't have any affiliation with. Support them. Yeah. Sounds, sounds good. Thanks, mate. <clears throat> it's getting a bit long, isn't it? Should we keep it short or next time? Well, I, yeah, you know, it's, there's variety. The message is out there. El Chapo, the drug lord, is in jail. No, he's not. Big fail. Mexico's most powerful drug lord, Joaquin El Chapo Guzman, escaped from a Mexican security prison through a 1.5-kilometre tunnel uh, from a small opening in the shower area of his cell. <laughs> oh, I love that. Even to start with, in the shower area of his cell are interesting words for someone in the maximum security prison, which usually notoriously have, of course, shared showers. I wonder if he's got money. Uh, the country's top security official announced that uh, he escaped with some embarrassment today. He wasn't with someone called embarrassment. They announced it with embarrassment. The elaborate underground escape route built allegedly without detection <laughs> of authorities allowed Guzman to do what Mexican officials promised would never happen after his recapture last year, after he escaped already! He slipped out of one of the country's most secure penitentiaries, this time for the second time. 18 employees from the prison which is about 90 kilometres from Mexico City, have been taken in for questioning. I don't know what that questioning is. Probably something like this. Juan, as a prison guard, um, do you know anything about the tunnel being built that would lead directly to the biggest drug lord in Mexico finding his escape? Nice Rolex, by the way. And um, 
Yeah, do you know anything about that? What's that? You're finding it uncomfortable to sit on your big fat wallet? Yeah, well, you might, you've probably been working overtime, haven't you? And then the other questions. What do you ask to a prison guard? I don't know. Um, okay, Khan, just to clarify, had, had you heard anything about the elaborate and amazing escape that must have involved someone on the inside? And before you answer that, let me just compliment you on those diamond-encrusted shoes that you're wearing. And thank Christ the economy here in Mexico is on the up. Eh? You don't know anything about it? On you go, mate. On you go. Eh? Come here. Go on off with you, little scallywag. A manhunt has begun for the head of the powerful Sinola cartel, uh, which hopefully doesn't listen to this radio station, or I'm a dead man, uh, which has been uh, an international reach and is believed to control most of the major crossing points for drugs in the US border with Mexico, of course. If Guzman is not captured immediately, the drug lord would likely be back in full command and control of the entire drug cartel within 48 hours, said uh, Miguel S. Vigil. A retired U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration chief that's now working in Mexico and doing a cracking job. Because if there's one thing we can all see is working pretty bloody tip-top, it's the old war on drugs. I, there's not a sniff of them about now. We may never find him again, he said. Good to be positive. I mean, at least they're being realistic. In America, be like, we're going to hunt him down. We're never going to stop him. We're going to take him down. We're going to lock him back up, and then we're going to string him up. But in Mexico, they're like... There's a very good chance we never find him, to be honest. That's getting better, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say that's, yeah, definitely. That's flowed quite well. Uh, Associate the English accent as well, I've been working on. I'm all over that. Associated press journalist near the, um, where? Oh, near the jail. Um, saw, saw the roads being heavily patrolled by federal police with numerous checkpoints and Black Hawk helicopter flying overhead. Flights were also suspended to the local airport and uh, they're really looking for him. It's not going to happen, is it? He was last seen about nine o'clock last night in the shower area of his cell, according to a statement from the National Security Commission. After a time, he was lost by the prison security camera surveillance network. <laughs> Brilliant. Upon checking his cell, authorities found it empty with a, with a 50 by 50 centimetre hole. So what's that? It's nearly two foot by two foot near his shower. Right. So you probably think, oh, I wonder what, what happened after that. Like if you follow that down, if you go through that hole, probably a crude, hastily constructed tunnel. Right. Yeah. The tunnel was about 30 feet deep, tall enough to stand in. And two and a half feet wide, two and a half feet wide. How fat's this fella? It also had PVC piping for insulation, a lighting system and what's described as a motorcycle on rails which was either used to whisk Chapo away or to facilitate construction. There was also construction materials and canisters of fuel and oxygen left in the tunnel. After about a mile, it popped up to a construction site. Why not put a champagne and oyster bar down there as well? Escaping prison's dirty work. This guy deserves luxury. Do you know, he's such a good criminal, if that is such a thing, that uh, he's on the Forbes rich list. He's worth a billion. A billion. So think about that next time you're uh, doing your naughty druglets. I don't think our listeners do a lot of drugs, do they? I don't know. Maybe prescription stuff you can... Yeah, like... Yeah. I know. what We're, bo- we're both thinking it. Let's not say it. <laughs> um, here in Toronto, though, things have gone very bonkers with the old Pan Am games, haven't they? 
I flew in today and I haven't been here for a couple of days. It's great. Good buzz going on. I like it. I, I'd like to hear from you on this, particularly on text, actually, as well as your other the other texting which we're doing, which is would you pee on a on a homeless man's house or yourself, given the opportunity, and you're halfway through before you're before you realise that you're you're peeing on a homeless man's house. It's not the most concise question, but one that I would like to uh, find out more about. Oh, I've ruined the text thing. Oh, I can't get the text machine. Do you think I should have done this show with almost no sleep? Oh, when you get a minute, Elliot, when we do a break, can you come in and fix this? Yes. I can't read the text because I've logged out. Honestly, it's like it's like watching a grandmother with an iPhone. It's just an embarrassment to the human species. Right. Brazilian cyclists on Toronto Highway. This one happened this morning. Love this. Toronto Police High Occupancy Vehicle Enforcement Officers, the HOV Enforcement Officers, found themselves dealing with a slightly different uh, traffic situation this morning. You probably heard about this in the news earlier uh, when they had to escort the Pan Am Games Brazilian cycling team off the Don Valley Parkway. The Don Valley Parkway, dubbed the Don Valley parking lot because it never goes anywhere. It's funny because it's like a parkway, but it's a parking lot. It's kind of, yeah, it's not that funny when you're in it. Um, but that is a, very much a main trunk road here in Toronto. And as you may be aware, you should be aware of the amount of money it's costing. We are currently doing the Pan Am Games. And it's going quite well, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, 7 10, 10. Um, But they were on there this morning. Uh, Toronto Police got a call about a group of cyclists travelling northbound on the shoulder of the DVP at around 10 o'clock this morning. Uh, Detective Sergeant Devon Keeley said, a police motorcycle unit already on the highway, keeping an eye on the HOV lanes, responded to the call and caught up with the nine cyclists who were all wearing their Brazilian team uniforms. You'd think if you were going to break the law, they'd go undercover, wouldn't you? They were clever. They would have worn like, you know... Uruguay or something. Uh, the team was uh, on a practice ride downtown when they rode onto the DVP at Eastern Ave, uh, not realising, not realising, of course, that cyclists are not allowed on a busy highway. Um, there were some language issues, Keeley said, but the cyclists were very apologetic and very cooperative. Uh, when officers who escorted them out of uh, Don Mills Road exit and took them to the Bayview extension said they could continue their practice and quite literally said, on your bike... Um, but I, I do wonder what that was like. It must be quite difficult to explain to people that only speak Portuguese that they shouldn't be riding on a highway, particularly when I think in Brazil you can basically do what you want whenever you want, wherever you want. Well, that's what I remember of Rio. Well, I don't remember a great deal of it for that reason, beautifully. Uh, but I assume they must have got their phones out and used Google Translate. I wonder what the police said. Did they get their phones out and tap away? If they did, it probably sounded a bit like this. Obter seus traseiros fora da estrada. Essa coisa não é para você. Tenho certeza de que no Rio de Janeiro você pode montar suas bicicletas em frente à pista do aeroporto, para baixo da rodovia, ao longo da praia e até o gigante Jesus. Mas aqui em Toronto há tantas regras que você não pode sequer beber cerveja em um parque. See, that's a bit of a gamble because that was Google can translate, and I don't speak Portuguese, so I don't know how good that was. But in theory, it was genius. Have you got the English there? I forgot to send it to myself. Uh, oh, yeah, hold on. Get your arses off the highway. This thing isn't for you. I'm sure in Rio de Janeiro, you can ride your bikes across the airport runway, down the highway, along the beach, and up to the giant Jesus. 
But here in Toronto, there are so many rules you can't even drink beer in a park. <laughs> we understand this is an honest mistake, he said, made by a Pan Am guest who are not familiar with the area. Toronto 2015 spokesperson Neela Barton said in an email to the Associated Press. He said, you'll be happy to know they were not using the HOV lanes. <laughs> he went on to say, they're reserved for mannequin moving companies and real doll lovers. When we come back, we talk about other stuff. I've got to get the text machine working first. I'm going to actually do some work. Disgusting. This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Earlier on, I told you a very brief story, which I probably dragged out a bit too long, but it was a bit of a giggle, about how I went for a pee under a highway in England and realised halfway through my flow that I was peeing on a tramp's house, on a homeless man's house. And um, would would you carry on knowing fully well that there's a man shouting at you saying, can you stop peeing on my house? Or would you put it away and pee yourself? I did the latter, which I think was the moral and bold thing to do, although the less hygienic of the two options, well, for me at least. Um, and so far, the texts have come in mostly on my side, which I think is quite a good reflection on the hospitable and morally correct attributes within the population of the greater Toronto area. Um, Jill says, now Jill, I'm going to guess, is a woman J J with a J, right? Jack, Jack and Jill weren't a gay couple, were they? Okay, I'm going to guess that Jill's um, a woman, and she says, I would have carried on peeing. Now, I don't know if that's because she's a woman or because she doesn't respect this man's temporary accommodation. I don't know. Uh, but most people say that they would have, um, they would have uh, peed themselves, given the choice. And isn't it nice to know that uh, we're good people? Um, someone else says, strange that here in Toronto we park on a driveway and drive on a parkway. Yeah, do you know, I never thought of that. Uh, someone else says, um, Vinny, this is hilarious. Did the shack have any roof leaks? <laughs> well, I was peeing down the side of the shack. Had I have exerted the flow with enough pressure, and I did have enough pressure at that time, and urinated as a sprinkle system over the top of the shack, um, I, there may well have been roof leaks. I think anyone that does that is, without question, a complete bastard. And luckily, I'm not in that category. I'm sure some people would disagree. Um, when I was in Europe, that's where I've been for the last couple of weeks, so I probably sound slightly more English than ever, because obviously, normally, I've got a particularly Canadian accent. Um, when I was there, a lot of people were talking about Greece. Now, I know that we're all incredibly bored of it. Well, at least you should be, because... Just leave! Well, it's money. Do you mind doing some things? I want to do things! I want to... Well, you can't. You kind of got to. Well, I'll ask the people. Well, I'd really rather you didn't ask the people because basically we're not going to give you any money unless you just adhere to these conditions. No, I'm asking people. We're a democracy. We made democracy. Let me ask people. All right, then go on. The people have spoken. They don't want to. Right. Well, then they're not getting the money. You're not getting the money. It's like some extended version of that bloke about a year ago that asked me for a slice of pizza as I was walking into a pizza place. And I said, well, actually, I'm just about to get a whole pizza. That's going to take 15 minutes. So when I come back, I'll give you a slice. And he said, you might remember this because I talked about it on air. He said, mm, I don't really have any time. Could you just go and buy me one of the ones from the top, the quick ready-to-go slices? 
Piss off! No! Not about to do that! Didn't have the time. Didn't have the time! Sad, I don't know. I don't he could at least say, I haven't got the time, I've got to be a job interview. That would be good. Right, yeah. Because then you'd go, oh, couldn't got, believe it. Got to take kids to soccer practice. <laughs> so I just thought, you know, it's the same, it's the same as that, really. But it's, it's a country. But one of the most annoying things that I've found is the language that's come with it. There's the Grexit, the referendum. So um, here's a quick handy cut and keep guide to the speak that is surrounding the almost inevitable Grexit or Greek exit. How realistic is a so-called timeout from the Eurozone? It's very realistic. I mean, I think it's still quite possible it's going to go that way oh, yeah. eventually. I, love you dearly, but that's, I find it very hard that's to not believe the right Greece clip. will implement the reform. Honestly, I find it the very only clip hard you sent me. There was three on the page. Just to get the one at the bottom. Through on them, uh, you know, after the. I don't you know, recall this. Well, you will recall it when no you are living really underneath the end, a bridge with an Irish man covered in urine, won't you? Because that's where you're going to be. It could easily happen. I mean, I think. Turn it off. No, the other one, I was going to go through all the terms, but uh, don't worry about it. I'll just tell people what they are. There's the Grexit, which is the inevitable Greek exit. There's the referendum, which is where in the referendum they asked the people of Greece whether they wanted to uh, adhere to the conditions of the bailout. And then there's another one, isn't there? The the revolution. I'm looking right now. Sorry. The, Don't worry about the clip. I can't be bothered. The other video actually stopped hey. at the same spot. Did it? That's great. Um, I don't want the clip. Don't worry about it. Relax. Have a coffee. Feel, I feel great. Yeah. Doesn't matter. The show's gone well apart from that bit. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, the fact is, I was on a plane a few hours ago. I sound like I'm drunk. I'm so jet lagged. And somehow we're winging this show. I, yeah, this is a, a testament to our professionalism. The one clip short. And anyway, it doesn't matter. The Greeks will... Um, Gruck off soon anyway. Because <laughs> of the... Because of the... Uh, they great me, Grick. Um, exploding ball news now. Yes. I like a good exploding ball at the best of times. And that's what happened today. Uh, as I was leaving the UK, this story was breaking this morning. Um, a man's exercising on a yoga ball uh, in the south of England on a beach had to be flown to hospital after falling... After the ball burst, yeah. the plastic inflatable ball burst during a group exercise class on Studland Beach in Dorset on Saturday. That's sad, isn't it? Because Studland, you'd think that's probably like a beach full of really sexy people. You think it's like, you know, a Hollywood beach full of studs. But um, the Studland Beach is where he was. And due to his location being miles from any road, uh, police had to clear a part of the beach to allow a Coast Guard rescue helicopter to land. Uh, he had a suspected injury, although it's not clear uh, what the injury was um, from the exercise ball that exploded underneath him. I should imagine it's a loss of pride. That's definitely what would happen there. Imagine that call to the air ambulance. Air ambulance needed... Over. Yeah, this is the air ambulance. Uh, sure, we're uh, running to the helicopter now. Can you give me the location, please? Uh, yeah, you need to get to the, uh, please, Studland Beach. All right, uh, Studland Beach in Dorset. Yeah. Is it a water in the lungs after drowning recovery? Uh, no, it's a fat dude with an exploded ball. All right. Be there in 10.
going to be laughing all the way. Got to be honest. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's good to be doing this show again. A lot of texts. Someone said Vinny's on fire tonight. Didn't say that about you, did they, Elliot? No, they specifically said your name. Mm. I think that doing it jet lagged is actually quite good because I'm almost not that bothered about it. It's almost like I feel like I'm in a dream. Euphoric. Yeah, it's really nice. You look incredibly attractive. I thank you for that. (laughs) It's really weird doing a radio show. Do you know, actually, when I booked the flight, I thought, oh, no, I've got a radio show that night. And I remember thinking, good, you need to push yourself, challenge yourself. All you do is an hour a week and occasionally cover Bullard. Do one with jet lag. Next week, I'll be high on cocaine. Humour. Um, boy band member passes out on short flight after wearing 12 layers of clothes to, ex- to avoid the excess baggage. So I am a bit, I'm a bit wordy on. I'll try that again. Boy bad member passes out on short flight after wearing 12 layers of clothes to avoid excess baggage. Yes. <laughs> How unrock and roll is this? A 19-year-old member of the Scottish boy band Rewind. I love them. Uh, I've never heard of them either. Uh, thought, actually, could you get us some Rewind? I'll go see uh, if I can get it. Yeah. Um... Scottish boy band Rewind, a 19-year-old member of the Scottish boy band, thought he was getting one over on the low-cost airline EasyJet, or as I call it, SleazyJet. Unfortunately, all he got was um, some heat exhaustion. It all started when the band tried to board an EasyJet flight from Stansted to Glasgow, which isn't that far, by the way, uh, while the rest of the band breezed through. James was told he had too much luggage. At this point, he had three options. Stump up about $60, throw away all his clothes, or... Put them all on. Obviously, putting them on uh, seemed to be the best option for this young lad, and that's exactly what he did. All six T-shirts, four sweaters, three pairs of jeans. Three pairs of jeans? That must be hard to manoeuvre. Two pairs of jogging bottoms. So you got three pairs of jeans and two pairs of jogging bottoms. Two jackets and two hats. He put all of it on. Talking to the quality newspaper, the Mail Online, James explained, it was impossible to walk. I could barely get on the plane. Um, James may be silly, but he's not stupid. As soon as he got on the plane, he tried to remove some of the excess layers. Problem is, he was told he wasn't allowed to do this until the plane was in the air. Presumably, he should have been with his seatbelt on. Uh, By the time James started removing his clothes, his temperature was already seriously elevated. At this point, um, he complained to his manager about the fact that he was feeling really quite unwell. And he, uh, he, in turn, informed the cabin crew... They've only got, like, live videos. I'm trying to find, like, an album track. I can't... It's weird. It's like them uh, performing at the Paisley Festival, or I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, it sounds terrible. Sorry. Ditch it. Terrible. My little Windows jingle was actually relief after that (laughs) noise. Um, By the time Jones started removing his clothes, his temperature had already got bad. So, as we know, he's in trouble. Unfortunately, there was no air sickness bags on board where he was put on the back row. So, instead of uh, providing him that, they gave him a clear plastic garbage bag, which would have been fine until James started being violently sick everywhere, but into the clear plastic bag. Now, with the row splattered in vomit, the article says uh, the crew moved James to a seat in the centre of the plane, where he proceeded to pass out in the aisle. Uh, Thankfully, there was a paramedic on board who put James in the recovery position and looked after him for the remainder of the flight. Uh, Poor James commented, It was a nightmare. I passed out twice and was taken off the plane at Glasgow Airport to a waiting ambulance. 
He went on, I knew something was wrong early on and I just couldn't breathe properly. I thought I was having a heart attack. Said a boy that actually put on a lot of clothing through his own idiocy to save the best part of 60 bucks. What happened to rock and roll? What happened to it? 30 years ago, the Sex Pistols did a tour, right? British band. did a sec- Sex Pistols did a tour in the US. At one point, Sid Vicious wandered off from his uh, Holiday Inn in Memphis, Tennessee, looking for drugs. He was found in hospital, having written the words, give me a fix, in his chest with a permanent marker, right? During a concert in San Antonio, Texas, Vicious uh, called the crowd a bunch of faggots before striking an audience member across the head with a bass guitar, right? In Baton Rouge, Louisiana, later on on that tour, after turning up late, he received... Uh, he uh, did simulated oral sex on stage, later declaring, that's the kind of girl I like, classy. Uh, suffering from heroin withdrawal in Dallas, uh, he spat blood on a woman that had climbed on stage and punched him in the face. Now that is rock and roll. I'm not saying it's big or clever. In fact, I'm definitely saying it's stupid. But what happened? Now, the lad puts too many clothes on. And pass us out. Look back at your heroes. Aim higher. Okay, I think it was quite a good show. Um, I think that you held it together mostly, Elliot, apart from your one catastrophic mistake. Which, I know. As you know very well, you know, joking aside, you will be whipped. I will that. lash myself yeah. for that. And I want you next week do the whole show wearing one of those Catholic hair shirts, please. Oh, yes. Yeah, I think they used to have them in the uh, in the Catholic church where... For your own sins, you have to wear a shirt made of hair. Tune in next week as we definitely disobey human rights on The Vinnie White Show. Available at vinniewhite.co.uk. Um, coming up, loads of stuff, isn't it? Who's next? Uh, Ed Keenan. Is he in? I haven't seen oh, him. I, yeah, maybe. <laughs> coming up. Professionalism. Quality Radio, News Talk 1010. Thanks a lot for listening tonight. I'll be back next week. Always a pleasure. Never a chore. No, no.